The ACB E-Forum, Volume 56, October 2017, Number 4 Published by the American Council of the Blind Read by Thomasine Berg and David Cook in the Clive W. Lacey Recording Studio of the Perkins Library Be a part of ACB The American Council of the Blind, trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 605-475-8154 and choose Option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 605 605- Four seven five eight one three zero. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at ACBNATIONAL or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash AMERICAN C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L Copyright 2017 American Council of the Blind Eric Bridges, Executive Director Sharon Lovering, Editor 1703 North Beauregard Street Suite 420, Alexandria, Virginia, 22311. Table of Contents President's Report to the Convention by Kim Charlson. Audio description allows ACB members to see the eclipse by Joel Snyder. Meet Us in St. Louis by Janet Dickelman. 2017 Walk Was Sparkling by Donna Brown. Getting Ready for the Holiday Auction by Carla Rushevel. Guiding Miss Melinda, Reflections from a Blind Cross-Country Skier by Melinda Hollins. Some Thoughts on Getting Elected to ACB Boards by Doug Powell. 
Summary of the August Board of Directors Conference Call by Debbie Lewis 2017 ACB Membership Seminar Discusses Successful Meetings Compiled by Artis Bazin 15 Ways to Maximize Your ACB Membership Revised by Kenneth Semyon Sr. Affiliate News Notice of Proposed Settlement of Class Action Lawsuit Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski High-Tech Swap Shop Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666 or via email s L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at A-C-B dot org. Give her the information and she'll make the changes for you. Keep up with the most important ACB news and announcements without any other chatter. Subscribe to the ACB Announce Listserv. Send a blank email to A-N-N-O-U-N-C-E dash S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at acblists dot org, or visit www.acblists.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash l-i-s-t-i-n-f-o slash a-n-n-o-u-n-c-e, and type your email address and name where indicated. Keep up with the HAPS when affiliates stream conventions at www.acbradio.org slash n-e-w-s. ACB Radio's main menu is the talk of the town when it comes to technology. Check it out at www.acbradio.org. President's Report to the Convention by Kim Charlson. ACB continues to address many issues and advocacy challenges since we last gathered together. I'll cover the highlights and how we are dealing with them over the next several minutes. As you all know, the real work of the organization isn't the moments of success with press releases and passage of legislation, but rather the daily work advocating, writing letters and testimony, and developing and supporting ACB's infrastructure to ensure that we have the financial resources to work on our mission and get the job done. Earlier this evening, we hosted our annual Giving Society reception. This year, we had 223 individual donors and 40 corporate donors. These supporters are the backbone of our fundraising, which then allows us to accomplish our valuable work. One corporate example of our growing capacity is the generosity of J.P. Morgan Chase, whose support has allowed ACB to once again this year bring five leadership fellows to this conference. Last year, ACB's Volunteer Hours Reporting Program collectively logged a total of 17,758 volunteer hours worth $418,388 of in-kind contribution value to ACB. This effort shows funders our commitment to our mission and documents the hours of work contributed by our hundreds of faithful members in all capacities. 
Public education is an important part of ACB's work. Eric and Rebecca Bridges are featured in ACB's latest video discussing raising their adorable, nearly three-year-old son, Tyler. Their positive message about blind parenting has been watched on YouTube and Facebook by over 16,000 viewers. Check out the ACB YouTube channel to view the video. Needing more data to support our advocacy efforts, ACB developed a national survey on described audio content. More than 479 people completed the survey, which identified major demand for the increase in available audio-described programming carried through television broadcast, satellite, and cable programming. A tremendous amount of solid research data was gathered and has helped ACB to support its advocacy with statistics reflecting our perspective. Research findings indicated that three out of four respondents felt the current amount of available audio-described content was significantly below demand and other obstacles still exist for accessing currently available content. In mid-November, the Federal Communications Commission withdrew the agenda item to consider the expansion of hours of audio-described content for television. Because of ACB's continued efforts, I am pleased to report that on July 13th, the FCC will be reconsidering the report, which would increase the required hours of described programming that covered broadcast stations must provide to consumers. This year, we have been dealing with several attacks from a variety of directions to the Americans with Disabilities Act. In December, I sent a letter to CBS on behalf of ACB, expressing my deep disappointment with the 60 Minutes segment aired on December 4, 2016. Anderson Cooper's segment mischaracterized the ADA as an instrument of opportunism for drive-by lawsuits rather than focusing on the role it has played, along with the courts, in protecting the fundamental human and civil rights of more than 55 million Americans with disabilities. On another note, ACB is working to prevent passage of the ADA Education and Reform Act, H.R. 620, by Congress. This bill, if passed, would prohibit civil suits arising out of a failure to provide adequate access to public accommodations for the disabled unless the plaintiff provides offending property owners with a written notice specifying the deficiency. Owners would then have 60 days to respond with a written plan for improvement and an additional 120 days to correct the deficiency or at least demonstrate sufficient progress toward a correction. Today, any citizen with a disability denied access can immediately file a complaint with the U.S. Department of Justice. The passage of H.R. 620 would mean that individuals with disabilities would be forced to wait 180 days to seek resolution of their federally protected civil rights. Please do what you can to protect our rights under the ADA. Are you getting hungry? Well, ACB is working to protect your right to buy a good meal. Have you tried ordering with one of those inaccessible tablets on many restaurant tables? How about an inaccessible app? Well, Eatsa, the self-proclaimed restaurant of the future, with New York, Washington, D.C., and California locations, is excluding blind customers. Its high-tech ordering and food pickup process fails to include existing, readily available usability features for blind and low-vision individuals.
ACB, in cooperation with disability rights advocates, has filed a class-action federal lawsuit, along with individual plaintiff Michael Godino, a New York resident and ACB member, who is legally blind and cannot access ITSA independently. ITSA employs no waiters or cashiers. Patrons order their Itza meals through a smartphone app or at one of the in-store ordering kiosks. These kiosks consist of Apple iPad devices mounted and framed on a stand. When the food is ready, the customer's name appears on a screen along with a number. The number directs the customer to a cubby where they can retrieve their food. The entire process is silent. The audio jacks and home buttons required for accessible options are covered by a frame, and no tactile features exist on the kiosks. Itza's phone app is also incompatible with screen reader technology, and the food pickup process has no audible or tactile cues. While Itza's kiosks contain an option to request assistance from an employee, this feature is inaccessible to blind customers. ACB is seeking an injunction against ITSA's further discrimination of persons with disabilities and a comprehensive plan from the chain to provide blind patrons independent access to ITSA restaurants. On the legislative front, our thanks to Representatives Carolyn Maloney, Democrat, New York, Gus Bilirakis, Republican, Florida, and Steve Cohen, Democrat, Tennessee, on reintroduction of the Medicare Demonstration of Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act of 2017, H.R. 2050. This legislation will establish a national demonstration research project tasked with identifying the impact to Medicare and Medicare recipients who are prescribed low vision devices over a certain threshold cost. As Congress looks for ways to improve health care costs, ACB will urge the House of Representatives to support H.R. 2050 and move toward expanding greater independence for the millions of older Americans with severe vision loss. I need to comment briefly on continuing developments surrounding ACB's efforts regarding accessible currency. In 2016, the government moved back the target date for the next currency redesign involving the $10 note from 2020 to 2026. Frustrated by the delays on the part of the government, ACB sought an order from the district court requiring that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020 and all the remaining denominations be made accessible by 2026. While this order was under consideration, the Treasury Secretary advised the court that he has already complied with his legal obligation to make currency accessible by furnishing external currency readers to people with visual impairments. While the Secretary indicated that he still intended to proceed with adding a tactile feature in the next major redesign, he was doing so as a matter of policy as opposed to fulfilling a legal requirement. The district court denied ACB's motion in January 2017, and the case is now under appeal at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit. We are asking the appeals court to do two things. One, to order that the $10 bill be made accessible by 2020 and all the remaining denominations be made accessible by 2026. And two, we are asking that the court issue a ruling that external currency readers do not provide meaningful access to currency.
we expect a decision within the next 6 to 12 months. To help ACB achieve its mission and goals, ACB has ventured into the development of a new strategic action plan to help guide the organization in the future across five critical focus areas, including advocacy, policy, and legislation, affiliates and membership, convention and meetings, development, and marketing and communications. The five focus areas were identified by the Board of Directors as having the highest potential impact for our organization moving forward. The ACB Strategic Action Plan was then developed by the Board, the Executive Director, the National Office Staff, and select representatives from ACB State and Special Interest Affiliates. Each focus area has a set of goals, associated action steps, timeframes, and accountable leaders to help drive change and ensure completion of the objectives. Additionally, the plan identifies any resource requirements such as people needed to work on the task, funding to get the job done, or outside resources needed, measures of success, and an evaluation process for each goal to ensure that the organization is moving in the right direction to get the job of the ACB Strategic Action Plan completed. An executive summary is being drafted to share with leaders, and it will be posted on the ACB website. ACB continues to make communication a high priority. The latest version of ACB Link has been downloaded over 5,000 times since its release last March. It provides access for iOS device users to a wide variety of ACB information and programming. We have an Android version under development, and we are anticipating its release in the fall. ACB Radio continues to be the preeminent radio broadcasting system run and operated by ACB and our broadcasters, with the mainstream channel as the flagship of ACB's information programming. ACB Radio continues to be available by telephone, where listeners can hear the seven ACB radio channels, including this convention. You can also listen to the ACB Braille Forum and the ACB eForum by phone as well. ACB and its members have a lot of work to do over the next several months, but overall, our affiliates and chapters across the country are making a difference in so many ways. Working together, we can continue to make change happen. Audio description allows ACB members to see the eclipse by Joel Snyder. On Monday afternoon, August 21, at 1.27 p.m. Central Time, the sun above Nashville, Tennessee, disappeared from view. The sky went completely dark. But through the use of succinct, imaginative, and vivid language, audio description, the event was made accessible to the millions of people who are blind or have low vision or anyone who wanted to experience a verbal version of the visual. ACB's Audio Description Project, along with the Mid-Tennessee Council of the Blind, the Tennessee School for the Blind, and the Tennessee Performing Arts Center, provided this opportunity for people who are blind worldwide to experience the total eclipse of the sun. Between 1 and 2 p.m. Central, Dr. Joel Snyder hosted A Total Eclipse Audio Described on ACB Radio. Snyder, the director of ACB's Audio Description Project, presented an hour of songs. Bill Withers' Ain't Got No Sunshine, The Beatles' 
Here comes the sun, and Stevie wonders, you are the sunshine of my life. And an interview with ACB board member and Nashville resident Dan Dillon, with the main event described live from the Tennessee School for the Blind between 1.15 and 1.45 p.m. Nashville-based audio describer Julia Cawthon described the eclipse as it happened and provided a vivid translation of the visual event into words for the benefit of anyone who tuned in. And the reviews have been ecstatic. This was so awesome! I really enjoyed listening to the excellent description. What a great idea this was. Hopefully we can do it again in 2024. Thanks to all! Margie Donovan Note The next total eclipse with totality over North America will occur on April 8, 2024. Great eclipse coverage, lots of fun facts with good musical choices. I learned a new word, syzygy. Thanks so much for doing this for us. Denise M. Decker, Ph.D. Thank you for the audio description of the solar eclipse today. Enjoyed it immensely from Louisiana. Deborah Baxley Julia did a great job in describing the eclipse. It was very detailed, and it made me think that I was right there. Thanks to her and the rest of the AD team and to ACB Radio for bringing this event to us. Thanks much. Brian Sackrider Bravo! That was a very nicely done presentation. I'll admit I was initially a bit skeptical on the idea of having something like an eclipse described. The excellent presentation changed my skepticism to thinking how good it is that the ADP project has branched out into a wide variety of types of description. Bob Hache. If you missed the event when it was broadcast live, no worries. It's available for all to hear on ACB Radio at acbradio.org slash s-i-t-e-s slash d-e-f-a-u-l-t slash f-i-l-e-s slash a-r-c-h-i-v-e-s slash e-c-l-i-p-s-e slash s-o-l-a-r dash e-c-l-i-p-s-e 2017.mp3 Audio description of the eclipse was also available in St. Louis from describers trained by the Audio Description Project's Audio Description Institute. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that, with the help of memories, imagination, and narration, the visually impaired enjoyed the eclipse. Bill Wilcox, a volunteer with Mind's Eye, described the eclipse at the Missouri Council of the Blind in South St. Louis. An hour before totality, Naomi Sewell arrived at the eclipse party Monday with the help of her dog, Farby. Sewell, 61, was ready to experience the eclipse, although she would not be able to see it. Instead, she would join about 25 other visually impaired and blind people for a watch-and-listen party. The majority of those attending wore headsets as Wilcox shared trivia about the eclipse, then did a play-by-play of the action in the sky. The moon is continuing to slide across the sun, Wilcox said, standing on the council's small asphalt parking lot, his voice streaming through Mind's Eye's website and live on Facebook. It's now a fairly small crescent, still kind of an orange and peachy color. Listeners were delighted with what they heard.
The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that the description was perfect, said Janet Shobe, as she and others ate Ted Drew's custard as an after-eclipse dessert. It was amazing. As totality neared, Sewell said she could feel the change in the air. I could tell the temperature dropped a little bit, the heat of the sun disappeared, and I could hear the cicadas getting louder and louder, Sewell said. Sewell's husband, Terry Moses, who is sighted, joined her for the event. He wanted to be by his wife as she experienced the eclipse. More information about ACB's audio description project is available at www.acb.org slash ADP. The website for the Mind's Eye Radio program in St. Louis is www.mindseyeradio.org. Meet Us in St. Louis by Janet Dickelman Our convention home for 2018 is St. Louis Union Station Hotel, located at 1820 Market Street. Convention dates are Friday, June 29th through Friday, July 6th. The opening general session will be held on Saturday, June 30th, and the banquet will be Thursday evening, July 5th. The exhibit hall will be open Saturday, June 30th through Wednesday, July 4th. Our first tours will be on Friday the 29th, with final tours on Friday the 6th. Traveling to St. Louis will be easy and convenient for all conference and convention attendees. St. Louis is served by Lambert St. Louis International Airport, Airport Code STL. The following information was provided by the St. Louis Convention and Visitors Bureau. St. Louis is situated at the geographic hub of the United States. Our location makes it possible for your attendees to fly to St. Louis from most major U.S. cities in just two to three hours. On average, there are 250 daily departures from St. Louis to 67 nonstop destinations. Ten airlines, along with their affiliates and charter companies, offer service to or from St. Louis. Airlines serving the airport are Air Canada, Air Choice One, Alaska Airlines, American Airlines, Delta Airlines, Frontier Airlines, Southwest Airlines, United Airlines, and XTR Airways. Go Best Express is offering ACB a rate of $38.25 round trip from the airport. A taxi from the airport is $50 each way. You can also take Metrolink, St. Louis's light rail system, for $4 from the airport. The reservation link and phone number for the shuttle will be posted closer to convention. St. Louis is also served by Amtrak, Greyhound, and Megabus. All three stop at the Gateway Transportation Center at 430 South 15th Street, five blocks from the hotel. If taking Amtrak, make sure to specify you want the downtown station. There is another stop in Kirkwood, a St. Louis suburb. Room rates at Union Station are $89. This rate applies for up to two people in a king room and up to four guests in a room with two queen beds. Taxes are currently 16.92%. Information regarding hotel reservations will be posted to our website and in future issues of the forum. Staying in touch. 
Once again, the convention announce list will be filled with information regarding the 2018 ACB Conference and Convention. You can subscribe to the list today by sending a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. If you received updates for the 2017 convention, you need not subscribe again. Convention Contacts 2018 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman 601-331-7740 AMDUO at BELLSOUTH dot NET 2018 Advertising and Sponsorships Marjorie Beeman, 512-921-1625, OLEO50 at HOTMAIL.com. For any other convention-related questions, please contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email J-A-N-E-T dot D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N at G-M-A-I-L dot com. 2017 walk was sparkling. Let the sparks fly on the 1st of July. That was the title of the lively song that on-site walkers woke up to before the actual 2017 ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. This song was written by Joshua Haza, the music teacher at the West Virginia Schools for the Deaf and Blind. Once again, the team and individual fundraising efforts were fierce. A total of 20 teams were signed up, and five of them were special interest affiliates, a new record. The Florida Hurricanes raised well over $18,000, which makes them the top fundraising team again. The Tennessee Mall Walkers finished a distant second, with more than $3,600 raised. In third place was the West Virginia Walkers, with just over $3,300. The President's team also topped the $3,000 mark. The top special interest team was the CCLVI Firecrackers, who raised more than $1,500. As of this writing, walk participants have raised $64,511 for ACB and its affiliates. On behalf of the walk committee, thanks to everyone who played a part in making this year's walk a huge success. Thank you to everyone who registered for the walk and worked hard at seeking donations. Thank you to those who made such generous donations— Thank you to Janet Dickelman for your assistance with the logistics of the actual on-site walk. A great big thank you to the Minnesota office staff for all of their hours in preparing the website, entering donations into the website, and for their willingness to help us in any way they could. Without all of you, this event would never be the biggest fundraiser for ACB that it is. The $64,511 is the most that has ever been raised for the walk. I hope more people will meet me in St. Louis for the 10th annual ACB Walk. Donna Brown Getting Ready for the Holiday Auction by Carla Rushevel.
ACB's sixth annual holiday auction will come to you live from Louisville, Kentucky on ACB Radio on December 3 from 7 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, 4 to 9 p.m. Pacific. Individuals, chapters, affiliates, and businesses can contribute items to the holiday auction and help make this year's event the best ever. Some examples of popular items include candy, cookies, and other holiday treats, jewelry, techie stuff, handcrafted items, music boxes, gift cards, and holiday decorations. Items that represent your state, such as Louisiana pralines, Pennsylvania whoopie pies, Chicago popcorn, or Kentucky bourbon balls, are always a good choice. All items donated to the holiday auction will be displayed on our auction preview page, available on the ACB website at www.acb.org. We plan to post items as they are received, so visit the preview page often to see what's new. All donors will be acknowledged both on the website and on ACB Radio during the auction. Donors and winning bidders will also be spotlighted in the ACB Braille Forum in early 2018. You can help us be sure we have a balanced auction with enough items in each category by letting us know in advance about the item or items that you are contributing. Contact Carla Rushevel, Auction Chair, at 502-897-1472 or carla40206 at gmail.com or Lori Sarf in the Minnesota office at 612-332-3242 or lsarff at acb.org by October 15 to discuss donations. Then send all items except homemade goodies to the ACB Minneapolis office as soon as possible. The deadline is November 1. The address is American Council of the Blind, Attention Holiday Auction, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. Watch for our article next month to discover all the ways you can listen to the ACB Radio Holiday Auction. Thanks in advance for your generous support of ACB Radio. Guiding Miss Melinda, Reflections from a Blind Cross-Country Skier, by Melinda Hollins. Editor's Note, Ski for Light hosted a reception at ACB's 2017 convention in Sparks, Nevada. Melinda joined the all-volunteer board of directors of Ski for Light this year, and she is the new chairwoman of its Visually Impaired Participant Recruitment Committee. The article first appeared in the January-February 2016 issue of Grand Traverse Woman magazine. End of note. How cool is that, I said to myself when I first heard about Ski for Light, an international week-long event in a different U.S. city each year that matches visually and physically impaired classic cross-country skiers with experienced sighted guides. I enjoy skiing, traveling, and socializing. This must be for me. I was all set to attend the SFL in Alaska in 2014 with friends, but then life happened. My beloved dad developed lymphoma. My need to be with him far outweighed my need to be skiing, and I was blessed to be with him when he died. 
The next year, I rallied my friends again to go to SFL in Granby, Colorado. This time, life happened to them. One by one, they dropped out. There I was, all set to go and no one to go with. If only I could see enough to travel by myself again like I used to when my vision was better. Now I clutch my white cane and cling to my husband. Since the age of seven, I have been legally blind due to a rare retinal degenerative disease called Stargardt's disease. Legally blind is a category that means someone's visual acuity is less than 2200 and that they have limited field of vision. My visual impairment consists of blind spots in my retina, mostly in the center of my vision. I have some vision in my peripheral line of sight, which helps me detect larger objects and varying shades, but does not help with tasks such as reading or driving. Despite my condition, I have enjoyed both cross-country and downhill skiing my whole life. But going on a ski trip alone seemed impossible. What a shame that I cannot go, I thought. Or can I? What did that SFL flyer say about accomplishing things you never thought were possible? What about my self-confidence and inner strength, which have carried me through so many obstacles in my life thus far? What about faith in God, who makes all things possible? What about all that my parents taught me about working past barriers? If I were practicing what I preached, would it be possible for me to board a plane with a connection at O'Hare and make it to the resort in Colorado? And then what? I would be there, but with a group of strangers, and I was going to ski through the Rocky Mountains and trust an unknown guide to lead me around cliffs and away from moose? What was I thinking? Well, I was thinking that this was a calling for me. It was a life lesson in continuing to be who I want to be. It was trusting that God would provide the courage. It was honoring my dad. Once I realized those things, my fears subsided and I got ready to go. Every down-dog pose I did at Yoga for Health Education helped get me in shape for my adventure. And I was warmly welcomed into VASA She Skis, a program for female skiers of every age and ability. Every Wednesday, a different She Skis member happily volunteered to guide Miss Melinda through Timber Ridge with encouragement and enthusiasm. Finally, it was time for my trip. My husband, Ian, guided me to the plane gateway and then handed me off to a flight attendant. Flying alone was simple. I was like a baton in a relay, just handed off from person to person until I got where I was going. At Denver International Airport, a volunteer led me to baggage claim. We followed white canes and guide dogs to the group of SFL participants. A van ride took us to our resort, where another volunteer led me to my room, where I had two messages on my room phone already. I was invited to two parties before dinner. There was socializing in the hot tub and evening entertainment, but most of all there was skiing. The groomers at the resort made two parallel tracks in the snow, one for skiers and one for guides. Skier and guides were carefully matched based on levels of experience. My guide, Bob, had been attending SFL for 22 years. His challenge was to manage skiing up and down hills while still monitoring my safety. The relationship between guides and skiers cannot be described in words, but only in an amazing bond of mutual respect and appreciation.
though I'd come just for the experience, instead of signing up for the non-competitive 5K rally. My competitive edge emerged, and I signed up for the 10K race on the last day. I had never raced that distance before. Race day dawned. I could not understand why everyone was so hyped up. Skiers were contemplating what to have for breakfast, how much water to drink or not drink, and my guide kept telling me to stay calm. I had not realized that I was apparently supposed to be nervous. The atmosphere was different from the other days. Local residents had gathered to watch. Families had flown in from afar to witness. When my guide put a race number vest around my neck, I knew this was serious business. Instead of everyone taking off at their own pace, today we lined up two by two, just like Noah's Ark. There we were, hundreds of people all on skis, no leader dogs, no white canes, no wheelchairs, just people sharing an amazing sport to wrap up a week of indescribable camaraderie. The loudspeaker crackled. As if the crowd was not emotional enough, they played the national anthems of each country represented. That's when I lost it. How am I supposed to ski when I am crying? My husband and daughter were at the start cheering me on. I was concentrating on their voices and missed when the loudspeaker shouted, Number 45, Melinda Hollins, from Traverse City, Michigan. We were off. Soon we were beyond the noise and into the valley. Water stops were short but necessary, as the warm Colorado sun shone bright and strong in the 9,000-foot altitude of the Rockies. At one point, there came a big downhill with a sharp right curve at the bottom, where I had fallen a few days before. Bob reminded me to bend my knees. I took a deep breath, said a prayer, and I admit I even closed my eyes. But before I knew it, I was coasting around the next curve. No falls today. Then came the big climb upward, not the gradual ascent like at the beginning. This one was not a Michigan sand dune. This one was a rocky mountain. Bob and I were breathing heavily, the sounds falling into rhythm. Finally, I caught the faint sound of cheering up ahead in the distance. I was tired by now. I wanted to be done. I strained to distinguish Ian's voice, as I knew he had volunteered to be at the finish line. Bob encouraged me to finish strong. I drew energy from somewhere deep within me. Then I heard the familiar voice saying, Come on, honey, you are almost here. That was followed by a big bear hug from Ian. Immediately, my daughter was at my side. I bent over, panting, while she placed my participant medal around my neck. Way to go, Mom! Wow, what a moment. I did it, and I finished 15 minutes faster than earlier in the week. I was brimming with satisfaction that I had accomplished so many challenges. My exhilaration was not only about the race, but also about the journey of life I was on every day. I was grateful to God and my dad in heaven, who clearly told me not to worry about details like flying all by myself. This trip reminded me, Life is what you make of your own situation. It is about having the confidence to do things despite barriers that are frightening. If you are age 18 or older, legally blind or mobility impaired, you can be a skier. If you are an intermediate-level sighted skier, you could be a guide. If you want to join the fun and help out, SFL needs volunteers. 
Each year, Ski for Light holds an international week for both novice and experienced cross-country skiers in the U.S. This winter, they will stay at the site of the 2017 ACB Convention, the Nugget Casino Resort in Sparks, Nevada, and they will ski at the Tahoe Donner Ski Area in Truckee, California. To learn more about the event, which will take place from January 21 to 28, 2018, visit www.sfl.org. Some Thoughts on Getting Elected to ACB Boards by Doug Powell. Editor's Note. Doug Powell is a newly elected member of ACB's Board of Directors. End of Note. I have been heartened over the past few years to see people are taking the initiative to run for ACB board positions at the convention. In the interest of encouraging members to aspire and obtain national offices, I'd like to dispel a couple of myths and suggest approaches that might help you on the way. Myth number one. They'll elect any young person since they keep promoting the need for young members. Yes, ACB is committed to being a vibrant, growing organization. Attracting and retaining young members is certainly an important aspect of that growth. But I also assert that the membership is looking for candidates to board positions who have proven themselves as experienced, trustworthy, and accountable in some way at the national level. If you have held a board or officer position in a state or special interest affiliate, that's a good step for those on the path to leadership. But from what I have seen, you may be disappointed your first time out. I hope you will take heart and patience from the fact that I ran three times successfully for the Board of Publications and twice unsuccessfully for the Board of Directors before being successful this July. You may not need the long path I have taken. If you follow the suggestions below, it might improve your chances. Myth number two. They'll never elect anyone who isn't already part of the club. Most of us have met or had to deal with people who don't seem to want to relinquish their role and their influence on who else has other leadership roles around them. I believe these folks are a minority, and an aspiring leader can usually work with and win over those people perceived to be in the way. My assertion is that an aspiring leader's perception of the term member of the club is, many times, a misunderstood concern of the veteran leader for a demonstration of qualities of experienced and accountable from the newer leader. Suggestions what follows is not a series of official guidelines nor a foolproof road to successful election. They are my personal observations on what seems to work. Ask someone to become your mentor or champion. The individual can shorten your learning curve and help you avoid pitfalls. Look for and take advantage of any leadership training opportunities that are offered. Look at the list of ACB committees and task forces to see if you have an area of interest to which you would like to contribute your efforts. Then see if you can attend their phone calls and meetings to see if it is a team on which you would like to serve. If so, contact the committee chair and ACB president, Kim Charlson, and ask if you can join the committee or task force. Investigate whether one of ACB's five strategic initiatives aligns with your skill set and follow the same process as the suggestion above to join that team.
Please don't approach your service at the national level as a resume builder. Look for opportunities to work and be accountable for whatever you take on. Even if your ambition is to serve as one of the five office holders, you probably won't be elected to that office without serving on the board of directors or the board of publications first. An attitude that will gain you respect is one where you are willing to serve in whatever capacity the organization needs at the moment. Don't try to play the politician's game of being all things to all people. In other words, don't tell one group one thing and another group exactly the opposite. Even if a group of people doesn't agree with your position on an issue, you will gain a better reputation telling people the truth and engaging in respectful dialogue. Thank you for your interest in becoming a leader in this wonderful membership organization. I hope these thoughts will help you on your journey. Summary of the August Board of Directors Conference Call by Debbie Lewis President Kim Charlson called a meeting of the ACB Board of Directors to complete business from the convention board meeting, including election of the budget committee and election of board members to constitutionally required committees, staff updates, and approval of communication action team items. Secretary Ray Campbell called the roll. All board members were present. Staff in attendance included Eric Bridges, Nancy Becker, and Tony Stevens. Kim reviewed the agenda, which was approved as proposed. Minutes of the June 30, 2017 Convention Board meeting were unanimously approved. Committee Elections For the Budget Committee, George Holliday nominated Mitch Pomerantz, Ray nominated David Trott, and David nominated Dan Spoon. All three were elected unanimously. For constitutionally required committees, George Holliday will continue to serve on membership, Pat Sheehan will continue to serve on credentials, and Katie Frederick will continue to serve on public relations. The executive committee will be established at the fall board meeting in St. Louis. National Office Update Due to the recent events in Charlottesville, many major nonprofits have chosen to move their events away from Mar-a-Lago in Florida. ACB was cited by a writer for the Washington Post as unwilling to relocate an event scheduled for Mar-a-Lago. Eric explained that this event is not sponsored or influenced by ACB and that we are merely a beneficiary of the event. Despite this, ACB received negative publicity on social media and significant amounts of hostile email. Staff quickly developed and circulated educational materials explaining ACB's history of service and commitment to civil rights. This strategy paid off, and the anger is subsiding. This week, Eric is attending the U.S. Business Leadership Conference in Orlando, where he participated on an industry panel at the opening plenary session discussing innovation in technology. Through participation, ACB will be able to educate the 1,200 attendees from key companies and can collaborate with many of these organizations. Ray thanked Eric for his and Rebecca's participation at the recent Midwest Leadership Conference. Minnesota Office Update Nancy Becker reported that convention sponsorships increased to $293,000 this year. New sponsors were... General Motors, Amazon, Cox Communications, 
Disability Relations Group, and Spark Therapeutics. AT&T, Microsoft, Comcast, and VFO increased their sponsorships. ACB has reached out to organizations who rate the fundable status of nonprofits. ACB has the GuideStar Gold Seal. BBB Wise Giving has asked for a different type of effectiveness report this year. Charity Watch reaches out to organizations they wish to rate and hopefully will give ACB a good rating. The planned giving brochure is being printed and letters were sent to 18 estate planning firms. In July, Lane and Nancy visited the stores in Texas and Milwaukee. Nancy talks with store staff weekly and is working to improve the demographics and visibility of the stores. Resolutions Implementation Tony Stevens reported that 28 resolutions were passed at the 2017 convention. Some will be assigned to committees. Others require action by leadership and staff. Tony summarized each of the resolutions. Topics include audio description standards, autonomous vehicles, issues regarding rehabilitation and independent living, rights of service animal handlers, accessibility of vending equipment and protection of the Randolph Shepherd program opportunities, transportation, health care, etc. Marketing and Communications Team Items The committee proposed a tagline, value statement, and short elevator speech for use in Marketing ACB. There was consensus that the tagline needs more work. Board members have until September 4 to propose alternatives. The ACB organizational values, based on the letters IACB and the elevator speech language, which can be adapted to various situations, were both adopted. Other business. David asked that the board consider developing a policy manual. Kim suggested this might be similar to the BOP's editorial policy manual. Currently, board policies and procedures are buried in 50 years of minutes. Ray also asked that the convention schedule and format be reviewed based on significant feedback he received. Others agreed this should be an agenda item. The meeting adjourned at 11.34 p.m. 2017 ACB Membership Seminar Discusses Successful Meetings, compiled by Artis Bazin. The theme for this year's seminar was How to Hold Successful Meetings. The first panel topic was Best Practices for Successful Meetings. Speakers Donna Pomerantz, Kim Charlson, and Marcia Farrow suggested adding birthday greetings, networking time, personal advocacy stories, a welcoming or greeting committee, and involving everyone in the meeting, inclusion, good placement and timing of topics in meeting, and a tiered process for meeting notification, email and phone call, planning topics and speakers in advance, and follow-up with visitors and prospective members were important suggestions. They also mentioned having a timed agenda and holding an end-of-meeting activity to keep members at meeting, selling candy bars, a 50-50 raffle, or door prizes. A place for socialization after the meeting would also work well. The second panel topic was Tips on Procedures and Etiquette at Meetings. Panelists Denny Huff, Doug Powell, and Sue Amateur suggested proper conference call control. Ability to drop someone off if disruptive using Conference Call Pro. 
For chapters that cover a large geographical area, conference calls are useful and save transportation costs. Other suggestions were starting and ending meetings on time, asking for recognition before speaking, keeping on topic, taking and sharing notes, allowing people to report out, no side conversations, reminding people of tasks, giving action announcements first and less interesting topics last, asking interrupters to add other information at the end, and developing a committee to report on the discussion topic later. The leader should be on calls early. To get more people involved, send out multiple reminders, including one the day before the meeting. Try to get someone new involved each meeting. Try Dial My Call, D-I-A-L-M-Y-C-A-L-L dot com, for committee calls. A speakerphone with Bluetooth will help with noise when calling via cell phone. Call on specific people to expedite call time. Keep the meeting moving, even when people come or leave early. The Affiliate Growth Award for the largest percentage of growth went to the Visually Impaired Veterans of America. The Utah Council of the Blind won the Affiliate Growth Award for the highest number of new members. The North Dakota Association of the Blind had the third largest increase in membership growth. Utah added some programs using a grant to grow the organization. Teacher training programs were used at senior centers with doctor's recommendations and word of mouth. For copies of this year's handouts, contact the ACB National Office at 1-800-424-8666. The next membership focus call will be held Sunday, October 29 at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. The topic will be Marketing Your Affiliate. This will be a joint call with the Public Relations Committee. The dial-in number is 712-775-7000, and the passcode is 640-009-POUND SIGN. 15 Ways to Maximize Your ACB Membership, Revised, by Kenneth Semyon Sr. All too often, people join organizations without taking advantage of the opportunity to truly become familiar with intricate details of its mission, purpose, and operating practices. This can result in a lack of participation and could ultimately result in a decision to forfeit what could have been the ideal vehicle to enhance your life, build great relationships, and effectively share personal skills and abilities that can make an enormous difference. In an effort to encourage you to explore the rich history and meaningful efforts of ACB, the tips below are listed to assist you in making the best of your ACB membership while connecting with others whose skills and abilities complement yours. 1. Be inquisitive and don't hesitate to ask questions. 2. Become familiar with the history, mission, and purpose of ACB by reviewing it often enough to be able to repeat it to others. In turn, someone may realize that this is the organization they have been looking for. One of the best resources to begin your quest is People of Vision, a story of the father of ACB, Durward K. McDaniel, and others who joined him in forming ACB. Download it from the NLS BARD site. Access to the BARD website is restricted to eligible readers. You will need a login ID and password to access it, 
If you do not have them, review the criteria for participation by reading the BARD application instructions and, if you qualify, request an account. Search for DB56115, People of Vision, A History of the American Council of the Blind, Braille and Audio Reading Download, BARD. For support, send email to nlsdownload at loc.gov. 3. Make a personal commitment to identify ways to get involved in service and fundraising efforts. 4. Find out who the officers are and become acquainted with them and their roles and responsibilities, as well as members you observe actively participating in events and projects associated with our organization. 5. Make your skills and abilities known to leaders of your chapter, affiliate, and the ACB president. These individuals are likely to be your ticket to greater opportunities for service. 6. Make every effort to participate in chapter, state affiliate, regional and national meetings, training sessions, seminars, conferences, and conventions. Learn more about the legislative process by attending the ACB mid-year meetings in order to meet members from around the nation who enjoy the privilege of participating in the legislative seminar held in February or March of each year, which culminates with a visit to Capitol Hill. You can make a difference, and this is the key vehicle to promote positive change for all Americans who are blind. 7. Inquire about available committees you may be able to serve on to assist the organization in achieving its goals and objectives. Seek to join committees that allow you to utilize your skills and abilities in the most effective and efficient manner. Visit the ACB website, www.acb.org to review the list of committees that are available. Simply obtain the name and email address of the current ACB president by reaching out to the ACB National Office at 202-467-5081 or email info at acb.org. 8. Sign up for up-to-date news and announcements from all levels of our organization. Ask a president or member to tell you how to take advantage of this option. Subscribe to various ACB email lists to receive and share announcements, resources, and supportive information. 9. Listen to or read publications or newsletters distributed by our organization on all levels in various formats. This is one of the best ways to learn about useful resources, access inspirational stories, scholarships, awards, and upcoming projects and events. 10. Identify and become better acquainted with special interest affiliates that meet your personal needs and interests. These groups provide you the opportunity to network with others sharing common interests, such as your prior or current occupation, hobbies, health concerns, and so much more. Visit the ACB website to review the entire list of these special groups to take advantage of making mutually beneficial connections. 11. Obtain your own copy of the Constitution and Bylaws to learn of the agreed-upon operating practices and procedures of our organization. The most currently adopted governing documents can be accessed at www.acb.org. 12. 
Get social by connecting with ACB through its social media networks, Facebook and Twitter. This is a great way to introduce others to the work and accomplishments of ACB. Follow us on Twitter at ACBNATIONAL. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. 13. Participate in conference calls to build your knowledge. Membership focus calls are held quarterly on topics of interest. Special interest affiliates also meet periodically via conference call. Many committees and ACB's Board of Publications hold conference calls, too. 14. Explore the websites of your chapter, state affiliate, and our national organization. You may locate information on the website that you didn't think of inquiring about. Be sure to download the ACB Link app on your smartphone or other mobile device as an alternate method of accessing ACB on the World Wide Web. 15. Pay your annual dues faithfully and encourage others to do the same. The more you know and the more you become involved, the more you will be prompted to share your personal story of how you have joined a phenomenal organization that is continuing to advance. Have a great ACB adventure. Affiliate News CCLVI's Shigert Scholarships for 2018-2019 Dartmouth Ohio State, Georgia, Wisconsin, George Washington, Michigan, Mississippi College, and Hawaii. These are but a few of the colleges and universities which welcomed Shiger Scholarship recipients to campus in recent years. Sponsored by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, CCLVI, and funded through the generosity of ACB member Fred Shigert, the scholarships provide financial support to three students with low vision. Each Shiger Scholar, an incoming freshman, an undergraduate, and a graduate student, is awarded a $3,000 scholarship for the academic year. In addition to low vision, eligible applicants must maintain a strong GPA and be actively involved in school and or community activities. The application window opens January 1, 2018, and closes at 11.59 p.m. Eastern on March 1, 2018. Applications will be completed and submitted online. Guidelines and other information relating to required documentation, e.g. transcripts, letters of recommendation and acceptance and verification of low vision form, also are available online at www.cclvi.org. Click on Shigert Scholarship. Late submissions will not be eligible for consideration. Eligible applicants will be interviewed by committee members in mid-March. Recipients will be introduced to ACB members at the 2018 Conference and Convention in St. Louis. Questions regarding the application process and qualifications should be directed to either 800-733-2258 or SCH-0101.
O-L-A-R-S-H-I-P, at sign C-C-L-V-I dot O-R-G. Indiana, Ohio, to hold joint convention. The ACB of Ohio and ACB of Indiana will hold a joint convention October 20-22 at the Kalahari Resort in Sandusky, Ohio. Friday's program includes sessions on self-driving vehicles and ride-sharing apps. Saturday features include learning about assistive and mainstream technology, meeting the 2017 scholarship winners, and a speech from talking book narrator Laura Gianarelli, as well as an auction. ACB Ohio is working on arranging transportation to Sandusky. If you are interested, please let the Ohio office know at 1-800-835-2226. Kalahari room rates are $109 plus tax for guests arriving October 19, $139 plus tax for those checking in October 20. To make reservations, call 1-877-525-2427 and mention the American Council of the Blind of Ohio. Rooms at the group rate are not guaranteed after September 15. ACBNY State Convention ACB of New York will hold its convention October 20-22 through 22 at the Radisson Hotel Utica Center, 200 Genesee Street, Utica, New York, 13502. Phone 315-797-8010. Plans include a tour of the Saranac Brewery on Thursday afternoon with the President's Leadership Dinner and Training in the evening. On Friday, we will hold a NYSCB town meeting, the opening session, lunch, and an afternoon general session. Friday night features the ACBNY Scholarship Fundraiser with dinner, live music, and a comedian. On Saturday, you get to choose one of these events. Guide Dog Users of the Empire State, the New York State Council of Citizens with Low Vision, or a children's event. The children's event will have live animals, braille, and folks who work in the field of emergency management. Saturday evening is the banquet. The board meeting will be held on Sunday. To register, go to www.acbny.org. Pennsylvania's 82nd Convention The Pennsylvania Council of the Blind will hold its 82nd Annual Conference October 26-29 at the Doubletree by Hilton Pittsburgh Green Tree, 500 Mansfield Avenue, Pittsburgh. This year's theme is Designing Our Future. For more information, contact the Pennsylvania office at either 1-877-617-7407 or 717-920-9999, local, or email pcboffice at sign pcb1.org. Welcome to the family. October is a perfect time to join or renew your ACB membership, and ACB Families is inviting you to join our family. 
ACB Families is working hard to assist people living in families experiencing blindness or low vision. We hold monthly calls where you can give and receive support and advice on day-to-day life in a family experiencing blindness or low vision. We offer bi-monthly information calls on relevant topics, ranging from accessible gift-giving ideas to personal finance and attending the ACB conference and convention on a budget. We host informative and family-friendly events at the convention, and we have a Facebook page and email list where members can come together to form friendships and to learn from each other. Another great reason to join or renew your membership with ACB Families is our annual membership drawing. Become a member for the rest of 2017 and 2018 by registering and paying your dues of $8 by 11.59 p.m. Eastern on October 31, 2017, and you will be automatically entered to win one of two gift cards, each in the amount of $50. Your $8 payment will also cover your annual dues to the ACB. Now that's a bargain. To register by phone, using a debit or credit card, call 502-897-1472 between 9 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. To register online, send an email to carla four zero two zero six at sign gmail dot com with your name, address, email address, phone number, and level of visual acuity, e.g. sighted, visually impaired, or blind. Then make a payment of eight dollars to ACB families via PayPal at FAMILIES dot ACB at sign GMAIL dot com. To register by mail, send all the same information along with a check or money order in the amount of $8 made payable to ACB Families to the following address. ACB Families, Attention, Adam Rushville, Treasurer, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Notice of Proposed Settlement of Class Action Lawsuit. Attention! All legally blind individuals who attempted but were unable to access or who were deterred from accessing products or services available at Coinstar kiosks in all 50 states and the District of Columbia starting on February 8, 2014 through July 14, 2017, except in California, where the starting date is February 8, 2013. This notice is to inform you about the proposed settlement that would resolve two class action lawsuits. Nguyen v. Outer Wall, Inc., No. 516-CV-00611-LSED-1, LSEDPA, and Boyer v. Outer Wall, Inc., No. 217-CV-00853, EDPA. The lawsuit alleges that Coinstar LLC, formerly known as Outer Wall Inc., violated federal law and California state law by offering services at self-service touchscreen Coinstar kiosks that the lawsuit alleges were not independently usable by persons who are legally blind. 
Coinstar denies all liability in the case. In the proposed settlement, Coinstar will complete modification of one Coinstar kiosk at each of its retail locations nationwide. The modifications will include ensuring a functional and tactile keypad exists on each modified kiosk, the addition of a 3.5-millimeter headphone jack, and the addition of text-to-speech output via audio through the headphone jack. Further information regarding the modifications is available at www.coinstarkiosk.com. If you used or attempted to use a Coinstar kiosk in California at any point between February 8, 2013 and July 14, 2017, you may be entitled to payment of money as part of this settlement. This is because the California law allegedly violated allows for monetary payments. Depending on the number of individuals who submit a valid claim form, California subclass members may be eligible for up to $4,000 in monetary relief under the settlement. You may complete and submit a claim form on the settlement website at www.coinstarkiosk.settlement.com or by requesting a claim form from Settlement Services, Inc., the claims administrator, by phone, letter, fax, or email at Nguyen v. Outerwall, Inc., Claims Administrator, P.O. Box 71, Tallahassee, Florida, 32302-0071, toll-free 1-855-928-2272, fax 850-385-6008, Email staff at sign s-e-t-t-l-e-m-e-n-t s-e-r-v-i-c-e-s-i-n-c dot com. All claims submitted must be received by December 1, 2017. Further information regarding the California subclass is available at www.coinstarkiosk s-e-t-t-l-e-m-e-n-t dot com. You also have the right to object to the settlement. California subclass members also have the right to opt out of the damages portion of the settlement only. If you do either, your documents submitted must be received by December 1, 2017. The settlement website, www.coinstarkiosk S-E-T-T-L-E-M-E-N-T dot com contains a more detailed notice with procedures for opting out of the damages portion of the settlement and to objecting to the settlement and information about other provisions of the settlement, including attorneys' fees and costs. Any questions about the settlement, including requests for documents in alternate accessible formats, should be directed to class counsel using the contact information below. Claims Administrator, Nguyen v. Outerwall, Inc., Claims Administrator, P.O. Box 7171, Tallahassee, Florida, 32302. Toll-free 
800-385-2272. Fax, 850-385-6008. Or email, staff, at sign, s-e-t-t-l-e-m-e-n-t, s-e-r-v-i-c-e-s, i-n-c dot com. Class Counsel, Gerald D. Wells III, Stephen E. Connolly, Connolly, Wells & Gray, LLP, 2200 Renaissance Boulevard, Suite 275, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, 19406. Telephone 610-822-3700. Email gwells at sign cwglaw.com or alternate email sconnolly at sign cwglaw.com Class Counsel Arcady Eric Rays Colickman and Rays LLC 1051 Country Line Road Suite A Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania, 19006. Telephone 215-364-5030. Email E-R-A-Y-Z at sign K-A-L-R-A-Y-L-A-W dot com. Here and There. Edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB eForum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at sign acb dot o-r-g or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Inclusion drives innovation. According to the U.S. Department of Labor's Office of Disability Employment Policy, this month is National Disability Employment Awareness Month. This year's theme is Inclusion Drives Innovation. Every October, NDEAM celebrates individuals with disabilities and their contributions and achievements to the American workforce. ODEP created this year's theme with input from a wide variety of its partner organizations, including those representing employers, people with disabilities and their families, and federal, state, and local agencies. Overcome Film Festival The Overcome Film Festival 2017 is now accepting submissions. What is the Overcome Film Festival? It's a venue for all storytellers, filmmakers, and artists to tell the world their stories of survival and triumph over adversity. The festival's focus is to give survivors a voice and a venue to share their life experiences and provide hope to others. Animation, narrative and non-narratives, audiovisual poetry films, and experimental works are accepted.
The Overcome Film Festival especially encourages the entries of anyone who wants to share their experiences in overcoming challenges, illnesses, disabilities, or any other factor that has contributed to their growth as a person and motivated them to celebrate their existence. This is an international event, and everyone all over the world is welcome to participate. The festival is seeking filmmakers and poets. Audiovisual poetry film recordings are acceptable to submit their works. All filmmakers and poets are invited to participate in the festival. Waivers may be obtained by emailing O-V-E-R-C-O-M-E-F-I-L-M-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L at sign O-U-T-L-O-O-K dot com and submitting works on www.O-V-E-R-C-O-M-E-F-I-L-M-F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L dot M-O-D-I-F-I-E-R G-R-O-U-P dot com slash I-M-A-G-E-S slash F-I-L-M dash F-R-E-E-W-A-Y dash S-U-B-M-I-T dot J-P-G. The festival will be held October 23 through 29. Submissions will be accepted through October 3. It is designed to be digital slash online in order to ensure that all audience members, filmmakers, and poets can participate and enjoy the works anywhere in the world. All submissions need to be accessible to anyone who participates and sends the festival his or her works. For more information, visit www.overcomefilmfestivalmodifierroup.com on Twitter, twitter.com slash overcomefest. T-W-I-T-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash O-V-E-R C-O-M-E-F-E-S-T. Or visit Facebook, www.facebook dot com slash O-V-E-R C-O-M-E dash F-I-L-M dash F-E-S-T-I-V-A-L dash one six two one zero two nine zero nine four five nine seven eight two three slash Save for the Future Scholarship Coupons Plus Deals is offering a three thousand dollar scholarship called Save for Future. It will be awarded to one student from anywhere around the world. To apply, fill out the required form, write an essay about how you can save money in your daily life, focus on saving tips, and submit the application and essay by December 31, 2017. For complete information, instructions, and the application, go to www.couponsplusdals.com slash S-C-H-O-L-A-R-S-H-I-P. For questions, send an email to S-C-H-O-L-A-R S-H-I-P at sign C-O-U-P-N-S P-L-U-S D-E-A-L-S dot com S-S-A Johns Hopkins Partnership 
The Social Security Administration recently announced a new collaboration to access medical records electronically from Johns Hopkins Medicine. Hopkins will transmit complete, secure medical records for Social Security disability applicants with the appropriate patient consent. Social Security will receive medical records within minutes or hours as compared to weeks through traditional methods. The electronic process will save time and money. To learn more about Social Security's health IT program, visit www.socialsecurity.gov slash HIT. Talking Information Center wins national award. In 2016, the Talking Information Center in Marshfield, Massachusetts, created and broadcast a program to share the November ballot questions. The International Association of Audio Information Services, IAAIS, heard this broadcast and recently awarded TIC the Consumer Information Program of the Year for Massachusetts Voter Information Guide. New from NBP. Now available from National Braille Press is Blueberries for Sale by Robert McCluskey. It comes in contracted UEB and is for ages 3 to 8. Find out what happens when Sal and her mother meet a mother bear and her cub while picking blueberries. Newly available is Rosie Revere Engineer by Andrea Beatty. It comes in contracted UEB and is for ages 5 to 9. Rosie dreams of becoming a great engineer. When her great-great-aunt Rose, Rosie the Riveter, comes for a visit and mentions her one unfinished goal, to fly, Rosie gets to work building a contraption to make her aunt's dream come true. Just wait till you find out how this story ends. New to Windows 10? Check out Microsoft Windows 10 Keystroke Compendium Creator's Update. It is available in Braille and downloadable BRF. It is a collection of keystrokes available in Windows 10 and contains keystrokes which are either available anywhere in Windows or are used in many different apps, as well as application-specific keystrokes updated for Creator's Edition. If you have an iPhone, you may want to check out Go Where You Want to Go Using GPS on the iPhone by Judy Dixon. This book is available in Braille, one volume, BRF, Word, or DAISY. Dixon takes you on an app tour of 17 of the most user-friendly, accessible GPS apps for the iPhone and helps you choose the right app for different situations. Whether you want to know your exact location, learn the identity of what's around you so you can explore, create your own routes, and get turn-by-turn directions, or navigate such environments as a college campus, large park, beach, or other large open space, this book will help you understand your GPS options. For more information on any of these items, call 1-800-548-7323 or visit www.nbp.org slash ic slash nbp slash P-U-B-L-I-C-A-T-I-O-N-S slash I-N-D-E-X dot H-T-M-L. 
Little Big Headache Book Are you, or is anyone you know, still having migraine headaches? Ohosion Ingram has a book on how to get rid of them online, for free. You can get it at L-I-V-I-N-G-A-N-Y-W-A-Y dot com slash W-P slash T-H-E dash L-I-T-T-L-E dash B-I-G dash H-E-A-D-A-C-H-E dash B-O-O-K dash two slash. The cartoon images are all described. Want to visit Portugal? Portugal for All Senses is a tour operator based in Lisbon that is dedicated to customize accessible tourism for people who are blind or visually impaired. Discover the 800 years of history that make Lisbon the second oldest capital in Europe. Explore the town of Sintra and its fairy tale palaces surrounded by romantic gardens. Be at the westernmost point of Europe and feel the power of the Atlantic Ocean. Relax on Portugal's sandy beaches or engage in outdoor activities and boost your vitamin D levels. Taste Portuguese wines, savor the rich and diverse Portuguese gastronomy. For more information, visit www.portugal4allsenses.pt or send an email to rita.duarte at sign P-O-R-T-U-G-A-L, the number four, A-L-L-S-E-N-S-E-S dot P-T. High-tech swap shop. For sale. Small Talk Ultra 2 in excellent condition. Rarely used. Includes carrying case, new double capacity battery, and other accessories. Screen reader not installed. Asking $750. Negotiable. BookSense XT in good condition. Comes with power adapter and executive products carrying case. Asking $400. Perkins Brailler in great condition. Asking $300. APH Braille Plus Mobile Manager in good condition. Comes with carrying case. Asking $200. Negotiable. Braille Blazer in excellent condition with carrying case. Asking $1,500. PayPal payments accepted. Contact Jonathan Milam via email at milamj at sign wfu.edu or by phone at 336-462-4179. For sale. Braille Sense U2 QWERTY32 in very good condition. Asking $3,995 plus shipping. Contact Christine Shostak at S-Z-O-S-T-A-K dot the number one at sign O-S-U dot E-D-U or C-S-Z-O-S-T-A-K at sign S-H-O-R-G-E-R dot E-D-U or via phone 706 676 01. For sale. Asus laptop with 13.3 inch wide screen, 320 gig hard drive, 4 gigs RAM, Windows 7, Microsoft Office Enterprise Edition, and JAWS 15. Almost new. 
asking $325, including shipping. Gateway laptop with 15.6-inch wide screen, 320-gig hard drive, 4 gigs RAM, Windows 7, Microsoft Office Enterprise Edition, and JAWS 15, in great condition, asking $300, including shipping. Bluetooth speaker with 15-hour battery life, brand new, asking $80. Contact Jose Medina at 626-241-9302 or 626-419-0113. For sale, Xerox Reading Edge, in good working order. Includes the advanced operating system allowing changes of voices, portrait, and landscape operation, and a white fluorescent light bar. Also contains the rare card for simplified reading operations. Supplied are two floppy disk drives and floppies so it is possible to record books, magazines, mail, etc. Printed instructions included. Asking $1,400, which includes professional packing and UPS shipping. Contact Richard Brock at 216-751-9134 or via email rib.irv at sign gmail.com For sale, Freedom Scientific Onyx Magnifier comes with 24-inch screen, has rolling table for books, all cables, and the roller bag. Works great, seldom used. Asking $1,700. Contact Susan Bedell at 321-652-8209. For sale. Complete Victor Reader Stream Second Generation Package. Has new battery. Not under warranty. Asking $200. You will need to have a computer and a BART account to download your NLS key for this new Victor. First come, first serve for U.S. blind consumers. Serious calls only. Contact Ron Colasar at 814-774-5709 or via email k-o-l-e-s-a-r-16417 at sign r-o-a-d-r-u-n-n-e-r dot com. ACB Officers President Kim Charlson Third Term, 2019, 5-7 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. First Vice President, Dan Spoon. First Term, 2019, 3924 Lake Mirage Boulevard, Orlando, Florida, 32817-1554. Second Vice President, John McCann. Second term, 2019, 8761 East Placita Bolivar, Tucson, Arizona, 85715-5650. Secretary Ray Campbell, third term, 2019, 460 Raintree Court, number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, David Trott, first term, 2019, 1018 East Street South, Talladega, Alabama, 35160. Immediate past president, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, 
number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors, Jeff Bishop, Kirkland, Washington, first term 2020. Denise Colley, Lacey, Washington, first term 2020. Sarah Conrad, Madison, Wisconsin, final term 2020. Dan Dillon, Hermitage, Tennessee, first term 2020. Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio, first term 2018. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, final term 2018. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota, final term 2018. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, partial term 2020. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland, first term 2018. Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California, partial term 2018. Ex officio, Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington. ACB Board of Publications, Ron Brooks, Chairman, Phoenix, Arizona, second term 2019. Donna Brown, Romney, West Virginia, first term 2019. Paul Edwards, Miami, Florida, first term 2018. Susan Glass, Saratoga, California, second term 2019. Debbie Lewis, Seattle, Washington, first term 2018. Ex officios, Katie Frederick, Worthington, Ohio. Bob Heche, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Carla Rushable, Louisville, Kentucky. Accessing your ACB Braille and eForums. The ACB eForum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the webpage in Word, plain text, or Braille ready file, or by phone at 605 475 8154. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email list page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone, 605-475-8154. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader Stream or from www.acb.org/bf.